We do record our sermons and our shared stories and uh, on, on, the, on the website. Welcome to Redo It. It's worthwhile. The scripture today is an Old Testament scripture. Revised Standard, we read, we read two versions. Hopefully that will help us to understand the scripture better. Revised Standard Version from Jeremiah, first chapter. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Oh Lord God, uh, truly I, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put on out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and pull down and to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And then from the message, this is what God said. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. But I said, hold it, Master God. Look at me. I, I don't know anything. I'm only a boy. God told me, don't say I'm only a boy. I'll tell you where to go and what to say, what to, and you'll go there. I'll tell you what to say, and you'll say it. Don't be afraid of a soul. I'll be right there, looking after you, God decreed. God reached out, touched my mouth, and said, look, I put my words on your mouth, hand delivered. See what I've done? I've given you a job to do among the nations and governments. A red letter day. Your job is to pull up and tear down, to take apart and demolish, and then to start over, building and planting. Stand up and say your peace. Well, prophets and agent Israel said that they spoke for God. That uh, they had a message that was delivered to them directly from God. Almost kind of like channeling, I guess. Jeremiah was one of those prophets and one of the more prominent ones. It was a hard life. They didn't have congregations or churches. They, they didn't have salaries or parsonages. They dressed in sackcloth and they preached on the streets and they lived fairly short lives and they were not popular among the people. No wonder Jeremiah was uh, not particularly wanting to take the task. What was more, they, the God-given message that, that, they, that was put upon them was to, to put forth the harsh truth to the people to say, to say to the people that, that their behavior was not what God approved of, which you can imagine was not popular with the people, especially those in power. Uh, it wasn't what they wanted to hear. So the going got tough. 
Some, some were killed even for what they had to say. Jesus was, in a sense, one of the prophets. And you know what happened to him. So, given all that, do we have any volunteers for prophet duty? I didn't expect we would. I'm not volunteering. I want to be liked. I, I want you to speak to me when I come back next week. I want you to invite me back to preach again. And uh, I want you to come and hear me preach without a gun. So, and yet maybe there's some of, the, some of those harsh words need to be said sometimes. Somebody perhaps should be saying them. There was a time when I believed that I was called by God to be sort of one of those prophets. That I would, I would lay it all out there and, and people would hear the word and, and change their ways. And I'd save the world, I guess. All sounded very heroic. I like the idea of being a superhero, as all these kids do. There is a kind of thing in tradition, I guess, among the clergy, that uh, that we are called by God. The thesis is that that we are called by God to be in, into the ministry. That uh, that that's what the word vocation means, of course, is is a calling. It means that we believe that we're doing what God wants us to do. Uh, sort of like the prophets, I guess. There's some clergy types that uh, have uh, taken this on very seriously. You know, they, they, they believe that therefore that God has given them special powers, special insights that nobody else has, that they, they're quite, they're, interpretations of the scriptures is, is the correct and the accurate and infallible one. And that if, uh, if you just go along with them, uh, they've come to save the world, of course. Some folks get it wrong. Well, I make no such claims. I may know the Bible better than some of you do. Maybe I don't. But a seminary education didn't go entirely to waste. But I don't know any more truth than you do. That's truth with capital letters. For each one of us must search out our own truth. That has, you know, whatever has the greatest meaning to, to each one of us, to you. And, and, and that's not... You know, and your truth is not going to be identical to my truth or, or your neighbor's truth. What speaks to you will not exactly be what speaks to me. What God has to say to you uh, will not be the same as what God has to say to me. Uh, truth is not just a gathering of facts. Truth is a, a collection of meaning. What has meaning in our lives? What has life creating meaning for you and for me? As I say, I can't tell you what that is. You have to discover that for yourself. I'm not, I'm not dear Abby. My job, my job, I think, I like the kind of the image of my job is to grease the skids, to sort of open, help open the doors, to maybe. Make some directions, some suggestions, some some possibilities uh, to encourage you to, and, and as I try to encourage myself to 
to, to explore, to reach out, to move on, to move ahead, um, to listen to what God has to say in your life. Because I, I truly believe that God is present in all of our lives, and, and I picture God as sort of whispering in our ears, you know, this sort of still, small voice, whispering in our ears, and our job is to listen, to try to hear what it is God is saying to us. Sometimes that message can be jarring. Sometimes it isn't what we really want to hear. I can remember a few situations like that in my life when the message is coming through loud and clear. That's not where you should be, Bob. That's not what you should be doing. Not that I paid any attention to it, but the message was there. Other times that message is comforting and reassuring and empowering and uh, can give us some hope. And one of my jobs is to try to share how I see myself, how I see this happening in my life, how, how I'm trying to respond to, to this uh, still small voice of God. And I hope that could be helpful. And, I, and we want to hear how you are, are, are also uh, seeking that truth in your life. And we, we do that with our shared stories, which is one of the great things we do in this congregation. We want to hear that too. And of course, there are uh, a lot of help. That's what we have church for. We have we have each other, and that's that's tremendous support. So we're not we're not alone. And yet, in many ways, the journey it's our journey by ourselves. It's a journey we have to take our own special way because because we're not all going to the same places, and we're not going on the same route to get there. Uh, there's a lot of rocky roads on this highway. There are potholes. Uh, big enough for refrigerators. There are, uh, you know, but now and then the highway moves out and there's hope and there's promise and there's love and joy and, and all the rest. So, I don't have to tell you life is complicated and complex. And it's not as simple as we'd love for it to be. It would be nice if life was a lot simpler, wouldn't it? Uh, the answers are never cut and dried. You know, they're, it's, it's, it's complicated. The decisions that we make are, are never cut and dried. Right and wrong is never just black and white. It may not be 50 shades of gray, but it is shades of gray. The decisions we have to make are not easy. It's hard. It's hard. So that, that may be the harsh news that this prophet has to lay upon you today that you may not want to hear. But there's guidance. There's a, a kind of GPSs along the way to help us. Uh, scriptures and the wisdom of others, including perhaps our parents, our children, sorted teachers and preachers. Thank God for all that. A few weeks ago, my son Tim and his wife took me to Denver for my birthday to a Rockies game. We got there early and Beverly wanted to shop, as you can imagine, uh, all over Denver. And we went from store to store as we could find our way using a TomTom, -tom, which is a little portable G GPS that they have. And uh, we used that to go to various stores. We, we, I bought some things as well, and she bought lots of things. Uh, but at one point, she put the wrong information into the GPS and took us to a part of Denver far away from where we were supposed to be. 
uh, at one time we couldn't find our way and so she called the store and uh, and, and, and uh, um, asked them how to get there and they gave her the wrong directions. <laughs> so we wandered around a little longer. But we, we finally made it. Beverly managed to spend her money and to buy a lot of things that, that she liked and some of the rest of us did too. Uh, a kind of life is uh, anyway, anyway. There was kind of there. They was by the time we got there. Sometimes there was a little, quite a bit of arguing going on between my my uh, son and, and Beverly, my daughter-in-law. So I I, I uh, called it the Tom Tom Wars. It kind of went on, but we it was a good day. We made it. Well, it, it's kind of like that, is it not? For for all of us, uh, the journey in life. You know, it can be arduous and confusing. It can, we need, uh, you know, we always don't know for sure which way we're, where we're going, how to get there. Sometimes we misinterpret the message we get from God or from each other. Sometimes we have to ask for help. Sometimes the help we get is what we can use, and sometimes it isn't. Uh, And we have to do a lot of recalculating. Did you like that word? One of those modern words. A lot of recalculating along the way to get where we need to go. And hopefully, hopefully find our way. The temptation of preachers is to preach, is to tell you what it's all about, to uh, to lay it on you. One of my High school English teachers used to call it lettuce. She said she couldn't stand lettuce. That was let us do this and let us do that at the end of every every uh, sermon or whatever. So I'm going to resist the temptation to to do the lettuce because I don't know what is it is that you should be doing in your life or how you should be living your life. That's something you, for you have have to decide for yourself. And I know it would be a lot easier if you could uh, turn to some guru who has the answers to all, all your needs. Ooh. <laughs> it didn't come out like it was supposed to. Well, you can read that. I'll try to read it to you. Uh, I'm, I'm late for my 3.30 quickly. What's the meaning of life? That's what the first one said. I don't have any answers. I'm a non-profit. <laughs> I meant to know. I meant to know the meaning of life. Why I need to know the meaning of life. Have you tried googling it? You <laughs> can't read. Uh, the purpose in life is to find a purpose in life. What is the meaning of life? You do the hokey pokey and turn yourself about, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> in Philippians, the Apostle Paul tells them that he's not going to be there. They're, he's not going to be there to save them or tell them what to do or give them the lettuce. But they have to work out their own salvation. And salvation is not just how to get to heaven. It's, it's salvation is, is how to live a victorious life. That's it, is it not? That's what it's all about.
There's one more you can't read, Bob. Yeah, the I've lost a little faith in, in his all-knowing magnificence now that I know his name is Kevin. 